Don't Cause a Ruckus is a completely fan-produced show of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment network. The first ever open-source professional sports league controlled entirely by you, the fans. If you'd like to watch live, tune into our Twitch, YouTube, or social media channels every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's time for Don't Cause a Ruckus with AJ Kaw and Jose Ruckus. Welcome to Don't Cause a Ruckus, the sports debate show that tries not to take itself too seriously. I am your host, Jose Ruckus, and joining me, as always, my good friend and arch rival, AJ Kyle. What's going on, AJ? Uh, not too much, man. Just hanging out. <clears throat> it's been, uh, I feel like I've had a week of bad luck. Just like things breaking on me, having to fix them, go buy replacements. So I'm looking oh, forward to turning annoying. it around. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sports. Okay, well, if you didn't know, Don't Cause a Ruckus is a sports debate show that goes live on twitch.tv slash sports every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. It also goes up on YouTube and podcast services the next day, but you can be watching it live just like Ruthless Cutie is, just like Peanut FCF is, just like Freddie Airmail is. Shout out Ruthless Cutie, uh, International Women's Day. So, you know, shout out to her. She does a bunch of great work, um, but we got a whole bunch of cool topics because yesterday sports media just went insane with all these different rumors all these different uh you know moves transactions it's been a crazy week i thought we were done talking about the nfl for a while but they just popped off so uh i don't know let's just get let's just get into it um let's talk about yesterday lamar jackson got franchise tagged uh the non-exclusive yeah. franchise tag by the ravens they haven't been able to get a contract settled with lamar jackson he wants a very high paying contract he wants it fully guaranteed ravens aren't ready to commit for that so they're putting it up on the auction block saying somebody else come make a contract we'll match it show them what the open market looks like can he get the contract that he thinks he deserves uh aj do you think lamar messed up do you think the ravens messed up what do you think of this entire situation Oh, man, uh, I think it's it's one of those situations where I don't think anyone messed up, but Lamar Jackson messed up, really. Let's be honest here. He he tried to bluff his way to like a perfect pot. And what ended up happening was the Ravens organization called that bluff. They're like, you don't have any good cards behind there. We have a royal flush like we have. A, no. We have a royal flush. You need a like full house to beat this, basically, or like something along those lines. I'm not a good poker player. That's probably completely <laughs> wrong, and I have it backwards. But you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. He he bluffed his way to the end, and he lost. Man, he's gonna be in a situation where no team, and we saw it, will pay that enormous contract for him. They wanted to negotiate him based off the fact that he was unhappy in Baltimore. So now he's put himself in a situation where he either has to not play for the next season and, you know, force Baltimore to make a trade or, you know, play for the Baltimore because he's like, no teams are interested anymore. The Falcons are out. Panthers are out. Literally almost every team that was interested in getting Lamar Jackson is out after all this stuff. And I don't know if he thinks it's great because he's going to have a guaranteed contract, but I think he made a mistake here. I, I really think that this was a situation where you had to read the market. And while he is, in my opinion, probably one of the top four quarterbacks in the league right now, 
the market is in a state of flux in quarterbacks and the fact that everybody thinks the quarterbacks are bad and we're looking to the new generation. So for this Lamar Jackson situation, what's really going on here? It's not the it's not the money. It's not the dollar amount. The Ravens would would have made him one of the highest paid quarterbacks, top one, top probably. I mean, I would assume they would go number oh, yeah. one, but you know, top three for sure, competing with the Patrick Easily. Mahomes contract. It's this fool's errand of trying to get a fully guaranteed contract that's ruining this situation with Lamar Jackson. Because, I mean, I just got to be honest, the Browns were idiots when they signed this fully guaranteed con- contract with Deshaun Watson. It just makes yep. no sense. I don't know why they did it. I mean, it's it was this long shot to get this quarterback that the, they thought could turn the franchise around, but that's not happening anytime soon. No. What's what's crazy with this Lamar Jackson situation is that he's he's so determined to get it, and it's just it makes no sense for any team to pay him this contract that he wants. I know there's a lot of talk on Twitter, you know, as always, that there's this collusion going on against Lamar Jackson to lower this contract number. The owners don't want to give it a fully guaranteed contract. I don't think it's collusion. I just think that the owners aren't stupid enough to give a, a quarterback who, for the last two seasons, has derailed his team's uh, Super Bowl hopes with an injury, give that guy a fully guaranteed contract. It's not like having Lamar Jackson on your team guarantees that you're going to win a Super Bowl. It doesn't even no. guarantee that you're going to get to a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson's playoff record is he's one in three. He has struggled in the playoffs. This is not a plug and play guy that's going to make your team amazing. Might have a great regular season and all that, but this is not Patrick Mahomes. This is not a guy that you feel like he can just win you a Super Bowl if you have him on your team. He's he's not that guy. I, I don't know what to tell you. The the M- he won an guy. MVP he won an MVP in 2019 he hasn't done much since that so question do you think he's the this like this generation even though RG three wasn't that long ago do you think he's this generation's RG three no I don't because he's not his his career is not going to get derailed by injuries I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be out of the league after a couple of years because of injuries I just don't think that he's a guy that you can go all in on because there is this potential for injury. As we saw, with that, that was a good team this year, a good team that could have made a really deep playoff run. But at the end of the season, Lamar Jackson got hurt. And that's a, that's a huge gamble that you have to take when this guy wants a fully guaranteed contract. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. I genuinely, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I know this is one of the few times we agree, but like, yeah, he, this is more his mistake than, owners colluding to bring his price lower like i feel like if it wasn't for the guaranteed part of that contract you're 100 right all these teams would come a running but i I just think it was one of those situations where he thought too highly and played the bluff too long no but no nobody values him as much as he values him right exactly yeah There's another wrinkle to this that I actually think is pretty interesting. If you've been paying attention to the Deshaun Watson situation with his fully guaranteed contract, he essentially has to restructure his deal every single year until the end just so that they can afford to put a team around him. What? How can you justify doing that with a guy who doesn't have an agent? Look what it takes to get this first contract signed with Lamar Jackson. This is a dude who you're going to have to restructure every year. You're going to have to negotiate a restructuring and this guy doesn't have an agent. He's this hard to negotiate with. I think that's a huge part of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good point that I didn't even think of. Like, as far, yeah. If he's this hard-headed and difficult to negotiate, imagine having to do it every year. Like, 
It'd be yeah, a nightmare. It's, you're you're signing up for just like this. It's Headache. a roller coaster. You never know what you never know what to expect with it. Uh, we'll see how this Lamar Jackson deal gets done. At this point, I expect him to stay with the Ravens. I don't see a lot oh, yeah. of teams interested in giving a contract that the Ravens won't match, and I don't see a lot of teams signing up to pay him this massive contract and also give up two first round picks to get him, which is what the franchise tag requires. It's why the Miami Dolphins are out on this situation. It's why pretty much everybody is. I know you're excited this weekend when the Falcons, there were some reports that the Falcons might be interested. That and didn't go through. Washed away. Are you yeah. still, are you still kind of interested in that? Maybe I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Falcons should still pursue it. And I know that like, we just gave all the reasons not to, but the reason why I say that is because I think they have a good cap structure for the next few years, depending on how Lamar Jackson like acts. And I feel like it could be a situation where if they do well and they are a young team, maybe they could coax him into being a little more lenient with his, you know, payment structure as long as they're, you know, perennial playoff favorites. And I genuinely think Lamar Jackson on that team, especially in that division it could be deadly. It could be perennial playoff situation. It's just, man, that would be a headache. And that would be the, the Atlanta is the only team that would allow that type of drama to go down. Let's be honest, <laughs> but I, I don't think it's good for them as a whole, as an organization for all the reasons we mentioned, but I wouldn't be mad. I'd, I'd be pretty okay. happy if he came still, it'd be annoying, but pretty. Okay. Happy interesting. It. Interesting. I like it. Um, let's get into the next topic because there's a bunch of quarterback con- controversies that to, 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 we need to go through. I really hate this. Rumors came out so over the weekend. This. Tom Brady could be coming back to the Dolphins. They're saying, keep your eyes open. Keep watching this situation. AJ, tell me what you think. <sighs> Retire. <laughs> Retire, old man. You're not good. We saw this it's last good. season. He is not good. Desmond Ritter put him on his patootie all right we'll keep it which i'm trying my best to keep it g-rated i'm probably gonna let it slip like i always do but seriously the man needs to retire tom brady is old he didn't play well he he, like peanut said i agree with get over yourself you're done okay uh it just doesn't make sense to me he didn't do well in tampa bay tampa bay was bending over backwards to make sure he was happy Miami looks great. It didn't work I, out well in Tampa. They won a Super Bowl. That that means it worked out well for them. Okay, I thought you said that it didn't work out well. I was confused. They won. No, I said it, it worked out well. Like, okay. It did work out well. Not did it. Okay. Maybe, I'm sorry. But like that last season was not good. He himself was fine. is not good. If Tua is back to 100%, I will take Tua over an aging Brady all day. Ridiculous. You think I'm wrong? I think you're 100% wrong. You yourself were saying that Brady needs to retire. No, no. I was all last year. All I was talking about, I think Brady was fine last year. I think he was fine. I don't think the problems in the Tampa Bay locker room were with Tom Brady. I think it was an injured offensive line, constant injuries at the receiver, constant injuries on the defense, constant injuries on uh, the wide receiver core. Tom Brady... Tom Brady is fine, and I will take Tom Brady over Tua right now 
Guaranteed. I take If I was the Dolphins, I would take Tom Brady over Lamar Jackson if that was the conversation. And I'll tell you, you why. signing this man's death certificate. With the O-line that Miami has, he's going to get broken in half. He's no. too old to be behind Mm-mm. that O-line. No. Tom, Tom, Brady, Tom Brady is perfect for this offense. One, are is their offensive line top tier? No, they're middle of the pack. But they are better than what uh, Tampa Bay was fielding last year with all those injuries. Nobody gets the ball out quicker than Tom Brady does. And Tom Brady passing it to guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, these extremely fast guys on the outside who are extremely capable of racking up yards after the catch. Tom Brady is perfect for this offense. Their defense is solid. The Dolphins are a Super Bowl-ready team that needs a Super Bowl-ready quarterback, and that's not what Tua is. I don't know if Tua can ever in his career play an entire season when you see the kind of injuries this guy takes, the concussions, all that stuff. If you bring Tom Brady onto the Dolphins right now, I think they are far and ahead the Super Bowl favorites. I think that is a bold statement. Uh, but you, you, you're right, 100%. That, that is a team that would do well. But you are glancing at the fact that there is an O-line deficiency there. They need to drink their uh, Ovaltine, man. They need to bulk up because that team is going to hurt this old man because they're not going to cover him. He's going to get sacked. And not only that, look at what happened to Tua with that O-line. He got hurt. Tom Brady is not times. Tom Brady is not Tua. I'm just everybody saying. everybody has said Tua doesn't know how to fall. Tua is small. He takes injuries hard. He's also left-handed. And by the way, the Dolphins actually have a very very good left tackle who doesn't get to play in his natural position because Tua is left-handed. They're having to this weird amalgam of moving their guys around because of this left-handed situation with Tua. You let these guys play their natural positions, play the game that the way that they played all through college, they're going to play much, much better with Brady behind that offensive line. Okay? When you hear people talk about it when they talk when they tackle Tom Brady, they say it feels like you're tackling water. Like this like you you move through him. He goes down so soft. When they say the guys like Tua, it's like tackling like, like running through a pane of glass. Tom Brady, he's gotten sacked a lot throughout his career, and he's never gotten hurt. You look at, I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson. You look at Tua. You look at Tom Brady. When was the last time Tom Brady missed a game? I'll tell you. It was like 2016, okay? That was the last time Tom Brady was so injured that he couldn't play a game. This guy is more dependable than Tua is. I mean, I I disagree with you, but apparently Crypto Lux agrees with you and doesn't think I'm a good uh sports analyst so hey man if you want to put money on like the dolphins being the super bowl favorites if he comes back go for it man but all i'm saying is i think that o-line is going to be deficient he's going to get hurt and as much as you like think he's the fastest man alive he's aging man we saw it last season he's not at his top he's not at his a game but you do bring up good points, man. He, he, he his accuracy is there with Waddle and uh, Hill. He's gonna get points up in like the bunches. Like it's not gonna be difficult for him to score. What I'm concerned about genuinely is his health and if that O line can like be bolstered in the off season to protect him. That's all that needs to happen. And then you're right, hundred percent. But at the same time, he's old. He's gonna get hurt. <laughs> I don't I don't know. He hasn't he hasn't gotten hurt yet. And and AJ, don't don't worry about the comments too much, okay? A lot of people would look like bad sports analysts when they have to debate me. 
Okay. Oh, you're I'm just, you're not wrong. I'm gonna be. I'm real. up there. You're, you I'm up there. In, Another level. You bring in some good facts, man. Like you you come in hot with the statistics, and I'm coming in like you know what? I'm I'm bringing in my bass musician thought process. You got a lot of and feeling. You got a lot of I got feeling. feeling, and that's important. This, this is, is coming this is... from years of watching on a tour bus. All right, dude. Uh, you you want to <laughs> ask me how to set up an entire concert? I got you. You want me to talk about like the different uh, run packages? I'm going to be a little confused and slow. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. Give me basketball and soccer. I got you all day, baby. Well, let's talk about another aging quarterback real quick because Aaron Rodgers, he has emerged from the darkness. He has emerged from the darkness. He's seen the light. The Packers have given him permission to talk to the Jets during the legal tampering period. AJ, Jets fans, Jets, the the New York media, everybody seems super confident that if Aaron Rodgers goes to the New York Jets, they become they become Super Bowl contenders. How do you feel about this? You really do you really think that I'm gonna be? I'm gonna. I, I don't. I, need to ask I don't at all. I'm gonna say I no, don't at all. There's no way. No. I'm, there's I'm no sorry. way. There's no way. I don't think this Jets team is as good as they think they are. I'm just gonna be 100 percent honest with it. I agree. I think there's talent you, there. You know my feelings on New York teams, specifically the Jets. I, I agree with you. There's talent. But what I mean, but it's wasted. You you look at you look at this roster. Like one, I, defense defensive performance is the one thing a team cannot count on year after year. It's the most swingy thing in the NFL is how well your defense performs. So they had a great defense this year. I don't know if that defense is going to be great next year. I don't know if Sauce Gardner is as good as everybody thinks that he is. Okay, I mean, look, the guy holds on every play. The guy holds on every play. Eventually, the eventually the refs are going to start calling it. Okay, this was the Richard Sherman in the problem. playoffs. They will, yeah. I don't, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I think he's a little overhyped. I don't think I saw that much from him. I don't know. I'm not going to say Sauce Gardner is overhyped. I'm going to say he's av- he's rightly hyped. I think he's a good guy, a uh, good defensive player. He's a rookie coming in. I think you're you're right 100%. He holds a lot, but it's his first season. He's going to get called out on it. The coaches are going to focus on that. But again, you're on point with the fact that defenses are the most wild thing in football. One year defense is good, the next year it's not. And I, as much as like I want to like disagree with you on the fact that like I don't think the Jets are, I I, I agree with you on the fact that the Jets aren't going to be good. Even if you add Aaron Rodgers, it's the same situation with Tom Brady. The man is old. You, you know, we we got to be real with this, guys. We, we've talked about this before. They're not playing at their peak. They're on the downfall. Mm-hmm. A- and this man will get hurt again and will be out, and you're going to go back to your backup quarterbacks. Now, to me, it's a situation of, like, let's move on to the next generation. If the Jets organization as a whole want to bring Aaron Rodgers, they have made mistakes as an organization as a whole for the last God knows how long. Look at the I, I saw a meme or it wasn't a meme it was a statistic sorry today of uh the rec win loss records of every single quarterback in Jets history none of them had a positive win loss they were all way worse than they should bad have franchise Mark Sanchez was probably their best quarterback and that's saying something so it just says to me that th- this is a terrible organization you want to make bad moves 
do what the Jets are doing. Don't follow. Don't get Aaron Rodgers. The man needs to retire. He's too old. Go find a new guy. Oh, we'll get into this in a second, but I think there are a lot of other free agent quarterbacks that were probably uh, worth more to go after considering, I mean, you look at this massive like $90 million contract that Aaron Rodgers has signed. You have to take that on. It's going to hurt your salary cap. And you look at the offensive weapons they have. They have Brees Hall is coming off an ACL injury. We don't know if Brees Hall is going to be the same player when he gets back. They have Garrett Wilson, who put up a lot of yards last year, one offensive rookie of the year, even though he shouldn't have. And when you look at those stats, it's like, were teams even respecting the passing game of the Jets enough to cover Garrett Wilson that much? No. Were the, you look at their division, Buffalo, injured secondary. Dolphins, injured secondary. There's a, that's a lot of games to exploit an injured secondary. I don't think that the it's a weapons upgrade if he goes to the Jets. I don't think it's more likely for him to win a Super Bowl, especially in a division with Josh Allen. You look at this uh, this uh, Dolphins team. They look great. Yep. They look good to go. You look at, I mean, the Patriots, they're not terrible. Bill Belichick's not always going to be able to bad. scheme you a loss. He's always going to be able to do it. And so I, yeah. I mean, there's a chance Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets and they still finish last in the division. I just, I think it's ridiculous. It, it to adds go all nothing. In on this. It adds nothing to his legacy to go to the Jets. It really doesn't. No, absolutely not. He's already a Hall of Famer. The only, I mean, it's it's exact. We we've seen a Packers quarterback go to the Jets. I mean, when Brett Favre did it, it didn't work out too good. I don't expect it to work out much better for Aaron Rodgers. I mean. Honestly, besides Brees Hall, who you mentioned earlier, is hurt. You can argue Michael Carter potentially and Garrett Wilson. What is their offense? There, there's, there's no other wide. There's no, there's no identity there. to the offense. Exactly. There's nobody. There's nobody there who you trust as like that's a playmaker. I mean, you look at other teams. You have the Dolphins have Tyreek Hill, Josh Allen. Yep. You know they've got uh, Stephon. Waddle's Dix. a great backup. Yeah, I mean, Waddle's really, really good. I mean, you look at good teams have this offensive identity. They have a dude on that team. You're like, that guy's going to make a play. Because Seattle, you guys, guys, guys like DK Metcalf. You look at the 49ers, they have like five of them. You look at the Chiefs, they've got like five of them. Like, that's and what that's it takes to be a good yeah. team. And I just don't, I don't trust a single person on the Jets to be like, that dude's a playmaker. That's a dude who we need to stop. That's a dude who we're not going to be able to stop. I don't think they have anybody on the team like that. I think it's one of those situations where the Jets as a whole are, it, especially after this past season, are overhyped. Like they did so well and they like played above what they should have that now everybody has this expectation or everybody's mm -hmm. looking at them as you know better than they really are. Yep. So I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think this is a poor move if he does decide to do it. And like I said earlier, it adds nothing to his legacy. So why do yeah. it? Like if, if, I agree. if it were me. The man's a Hall of Famer. He's won the Super Bowl. Like, go retire, take a second, enjoy life, retirement, and then go get that, like, Hall of Fame, like, award ceremony that you deserve. Enjoy that life. Go go to the Super Bowls and, like, hang out in the owner's <laughs> box. Be like, I was down there when I was, you know, that your age. Let me tell yeah, you I, something. I, I think Aaron's Aaron's buying his own hype. I think the, the Jets bought their own hype. And I'll tell you, somebody else who I think is buying their own hype. The New York Giants, the other New York team, I think that they yep. absolutely bought their own hype this year, bringing back Daniel Jones on this massive contract, franchise tagging Saquon Barkley. This well, seems like a disaster in the making, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, 
100% agreed. You know, it's hard to argue against Saquon. The man is a beast when he's healthy. And to me, that's kind of the key is when he's healthy. He's hurt a lot. But the man is arguably one of the best running backs in the league. Keyword when he's healthy. But I agree with you. Daniel Jones coming back. And on that much money, he played well last year, but it's a similar situation with the Jets. I think he played above his means, and now he's just reaping the rewards, you know? Yeah, so we saw three big uh, contracts get signed over the last couple of days. One of them was Daniel Jones, four-year deal, um, $82 million guaranteed, $160 million. Uh, uh, Geno Smith, three years, 75 million, 30 million guaranteed, 40 million packed in incentives. Derek Carr, four million, a hundred and uh, four years, 150 million, 60 million guaranteed. AJ, we saw three big contracts. Which one do you think was the worst? Which one do you think was the best? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm gonna be real. I think the Daniel Jones ones was the worst. I just don't think he's playing that well. Uh, the Derek Carr one, I, I called that one. You know, I, I was expecting him to go to the Saints. I knew that, that was kind of happen, but to, to me, Daniel Jones has never proved to me that he's worthy of being starting quarterback, let alone to make that much money. I, I, I don't know, man. What, which one do you think is the the worst one? Because I feel like you have, you understand the like the builds of contracts and teams better than I do in a way. So I I want to I want to hear your opinion on this. I tend to agree that this Daniel Jones contract is the worst, mostly packed in the 82 million guaranteed in it. Um it just seems like the the ceiling on Daniel Jones is so low. I will say though I don't particularly like the Derek Carr contract just cuz I don't know what the Saints are. Like they the Saints definitely have they have Chris Olave who seemed like he was pretty good last year. They still have Alvin Kamara who went healthy, incredible running back. But, I mean, there's this Michael Thomas situation. This dude, he's still making a ridiculous amount of money, has this massive contract. He's played, like, one game in the last two, three years. I mean, if if he comes back, Michael Thomas comes back, Saints might have something, legitimately. Like, they oh, yeah. might be a good offense. Defensively, can't say. I don't know. That team's so up and down right now. But they're desperate at quarterback, and they need it. And I don't necessarily think that they overpaid for Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a pretty good quarterback. Whereas Daniel Jones, just like, what are we, what are we doing here, paying this guy it that kind no of sense. money? Yeah, I no, just, it, I don't. Uh, he doesn't make this kind of money on the open market. I think that I, I don't think you can find anybody who's not a New York Giants fan who thinks that this is a good contract. It just seems completely, completely out of the blue for me. But I will say, one of these three contracts is a great contract, and of course, the one that Geno Smith signed. Geno Smith, three years, $75 million. He's going to make about $30 million a year, $30 million of it guaranteed total. This is such a good signing for both Geno and the Seahawks. Geno absolutely deserves this contract, finally getting paid after a decade in the NFL. Incredible. So happy for this dude. But it's a team-friendly contract on a team that's on a rebuild with multiple first-round picks, Seattle can still go after a quarterback with what they have the fifth overall pick. They pick up a they pick up a good young quarterback to work under Geno for the next couple of years. Seattle has an out in this contract if Geno doesn't you know perform up to standards and they can move on from the contract. This is great. This is good for everybody involved. 
Yeah, no, you're right. hundred percent. I think like, especially for you as a Seahawks fan, I know you're probably happy with it. I, I think Gino played well. I think he was consistent to me. I think Gino was a quarterback that needed an opportunity like Seattle to show his skills. He was stuck proving what he had in a losing jets organization like we've complained about earlier so to yep. me i think that was to me like like i said i think he showed out this last season i think he performed honestly to his skill set if not you know just a little below i think he can do better if they give him a couple more weapons in the offense he went into last season without taking first team reps in the training yeah, camp exactly he was not the number one quarterback in training i do expect gino to get better this year agreed 100% and like to your point uh with the Saints I think Derek Carr fits into that like I said this previously I think he fits into that system perfectly Derek Carr to me is like the new version of you called this uh, one early early because I call this one early it's one of those situations where I just know the Saints organization because I've been watching them so long as our rivals of the Falcons that I'm like this is the type of quarterback they're looking for but the one thing that I do worry about, because I agree with you, I think Derek Carr going to this team, if uh, w- Michael Thomas, there it is, name was right here. If Michael Thomas does show up, he's one of those players that makes a difference. And I think he's the type of player that gets emotional about how he plays. And if he doesn't have the team around him that he he believes can't bring him to his A game, it seems to me that, you know, <laughs> bro's number one viewer of the saints yeah you're not wrong i've watched them a lot and i hate them but it's one of those situations where he, i think he will show up now that he has a good quarterback behind him it's somebody that he can rely on he's been waiting for a consistent quarterback because let's be real andy dalton as their main quarterback last year is not great the man has been, been cycling through ever since drew Brees left it's been ridiculous Jameis winston didn't have any plays over there it, it, it's it's one of those things where now that Carr is there, he gets what he's been missing in an organization that wants him and an organization that will build around him. And I, I genuinely believe an organization fit for him, as well as a lot of weapons with Kamara, with Thomas. And like uh, the, the receiving court isn't bad with Olave as well. And you mentioned their defense. It's not great. It's not bad. But they got the honey badger, man. Like you can't, do. You can't count them out. So I think the Saints, especially because they're in the division that they're in, it, unless there's a big uptake in the Falcons, I think the Saints are the shoe in to go to the playoffs from that division. Honestly, I unless, agree. I agree. It would depend on what the, what what happens with the, the Buccaneers quarterback situation. Yeah, exactly. If they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that they could be a real contender there. Um, if if that entire team gets healthy, but yeah, I I do think it is a smart move to try to take over an extremely weak division right now, and bringing in Derek Carr can absolutely do that. Um, this next topic we got AJ is kind of an interesting one. Uh, I'm just gonna let you work with this one because it's kind of all you. The NHL might be coming back to Atlanta. The Atlanta Thrashers could potentially be coming back. AJ, talk to me about the Thrashers. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I saw a post about this the other day, and it kind of shocked me. Apparently, Atlanta's in the lead for the expansion teams that the NHL is planning, and they are like the number one, apparently, potential expansion team. And to me, that's great. I'm excited. I was a Thrashers fan when I was younger. Blue Land was what we called it. It's one of those situations where 
I, I think it's great for the league in general. The fact that the NHL is growing when only a few years ago they had poor viewership. Like I, it, it was like a, a lockout season too. It's great to see that change. Uh, it's going to be hard for me to choose between the New Jersey Devils and the New Thrashers. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping they bring back the cool jerseys. But, do you think uh, that they'll still be the, they come back. Do you think they're going to be the Thrashers again? If they're not the 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 thrashers, I'd be very surprised. Uh, but I, I don't think it really matters. I think the the main thing is. Uh, uh, sorry, Jason Wright is asking uh, who are the closest teams in location. It would be uh, Nashville, like, right? Tampa Bay would be one. Nashville Predators would be another one. Yeah, I think those would be the two. Yeah, I think I think um, Nashville would be the closest. I mean, my only concern is. You know, it's the same concern that people brought up when they were talking about bringing Atlanta United to the MLS team to Atlanta. And is is Atlanta a hockey town? You know, they they question, are we a soccer town? And we answered back, yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, within two years, the United won the MLS Cup. Uh, hockey? I think that's another question. Uh, me, as a kid growing up in Atlanta, I never ever saw anybody playing street hockey or hockey it's not cold there's no ice it's not a real big sport there so i feel like there's still maybe issues and uh well you know i think over the last couple back, years but... i think there's the nhl has reasons to be confident in bringing an, an expansion team to atlanta when you've seen like how well oh. the uh the golden knights were embraced now of course that was back when they were the only sports team in Las Vegas, but I mean, it still shows that's not, that True. wasn't a hockey town before the golden Knights got there. And then you've seen a lot of people, uh, Seattle's of course, really embraced the Kraken, the expansion team so far that the, the NHL has done over the last several years have been really, really successful. And I would be surprised if Atlanta, a really sports hungry town that supports, I mean, the Atlanta dream is a pretty well supported team in, yeah. in women's national basketball. So I don't expect the uh, an NHL team coming there to perform much worse. The only reason why I I am a little nervous, honestly, is genuinely because Atlanta fans are fickle in the fact that if you're winning, we love you. We will cheer you on. We will come out to your games in flocks. We will have great tailgates. But if you are losing and you don't do well within like multiple seasons, it's going to be empty. Tickets are going to be like $5. They're going to be begging you to come in. Um, yeah, it is. So it is. It is a town that's saturated with sports. You have the Atlanta Braves who have consistently been good over the last 10 years. You have the Falcons yeah. who are just the Falcons are going to own that town forever now. Like that's I think that they're the number. It's either the Braves or them that are the number one. I, I tend to think that the Falcons yep. are a bit more popular just because the NFL is the NFL. Um, yep. But yeah, I think that. Too. Teams and also teams have had early success. These expansion teams, the Golden Knights went to the finals their first year in the league. I think yeah. it's with the expansion draft, the way things are set up, it's it's easy to succeed early in the NHL right now. So um, I'm not big on the name though. That's the only thing for me. As I the Thrashers, like Thrashers, it just doesn't it just doesn't seem like a sports team name. You're you're not wrong. I I, I really hope that there is a logo like change up. Uh, I also want them to follow the entire Atlanta color like sports team like color scheme that we have going. There's only like two teams that uh, 
did Freddie Amell call us the Trashers? No, I actually really I have a ty- I have a typo in the graphics. The Atlanta Trashers could be back. Oh, that's great! <laughs> Kudos on calling that. out. We missed an H. You're not wrong, honestly. It's not the best name. The reason why it's called the Thrashers is because the the Thrasher is the Georgia State bird, so that's why they okay. like tried to like incorporate that. But I, I'd love to see a new logo, a new changeup. I would love to see red and black color combo because you got that for the Hawks, you got that for the Falcons, you got that for the, the MLS team, the United. The only teams that don't have it are the Dream and the Braves, but the Braves have like red and blue, which is close enough. And I mean, the Braves are black. the Braves are way older than everybody else, so exactly, yeah, they get a pass. They came from Milwaukee, so it doesn't count. Uh, okay, so this next topic is really, really interesting. This flew under the radar over the weekend. Nobody was talking about it, and I wanted to save it for the show. Um, I had to ask beforehand because I was like, wait, what? But go on. Tell, tell everybody. Catch, catch them if up. You like go check out, if you go check out the podcast, God Bless Football, Mike Golick's on it almost every single week. Um, part of the, the Metal Arc Media uh, company, which also owns uh, or at least is partnered with Renee Montgomery's podcast. Uh, so go check it out. Um, Mike Golick said that he wants to be a head coach. He wants to work in the XFL. He wants to do, you know, maybe uh, AFL when it comes back. And the host of God Bless Football asked Mike Golick how serious he was about this, how much he wanted to be a coach, if he'd be willing to go down, do arena leagues, do F- literally, they asked, do fan-controlled league. Mike Golick said if he was given full control over coaching, he would do any league that offered him a coaching position. So AJ, should fan-controlled football make serious moves to bring Mike Golick in as a head coach? Honestly? Yeah. Like, why not? Like, uh, it's just another big name to bring alongside. Like, I love Coach Liotta. Don't get me wrong. Great guy. But if we can bring, like, Mike Golick into the FCF, maybe, like, even even if he's not head coach of the league can i get him to be like you know the offensive coordinator of like the ape or the defensive coordinator of the apes or something like come make on, just make like, a new team and that's the mike golick team that would be mike golick he's the head coach of that team just come come to the apes he'll just we'll just test it out with the apes for one season see how that works you know i i i think it's a great thing i think as many names, the fact that he even a, I'm not saying that he shouldn't know it, but the fact that he knows and aired like name dropped us in the podcast and is like, yes, I'm more than willing to go there. I think that's great. I think it's an opportunity that needs to be jumped on. Uh, and like I said, just more eyes, more media attention to our league. Why wouldn't why wouldn't we want that? What really interests me about this this move, if it ever happened, is that he wants to coach. He wants to have an active role inside a league. He doesn't, I mean, look, so, some of the owners in the FCF, better than others. I'm not going to name any names, but some of them, some of them don't do as much as the others. Some of these owners, I haven't heard from in a really, really long time to talk about their teams. If Mike Golick is showing up coaching, he's going to be there. He's going to be an active participant yeah. in the league, and that means he's going to care about it more. That's what's interesting to me, and it's, I I think they should absolutely pursue this i mean the the only reason why i'm hesitant to like make him an owner is because it then changes the dynamic of the league a little and like how the league runs so like 
for the people that don't know, the FCF is all like run by one head coach and coach Sean mm-hmm. Liotta. And they all practice together. All the teams practice together. They usually go by like, you know, position, like wide receivers go here, run drills, quarterbacks, wide receivers get together. They do that. Quarterbacks do their own drills. Defense go on another lead side, offensive lines, the other. And a lot of the time it's because of the way the league is built. They all practice together until the, t- basically the playoffs. Cause that, you know, nobody knows what the teams yep. are. It's constant flux. And I feel like if we do that, it's going to be a little awkward for the players each week that have been chosen to be on his team because they're going to be like specifically coached by him. And he may have like a certain way of handling stuff that the other head coaches don't. So there could be some weirdness in that, but I would love to see it. Honestly, I think it'd be amazing. Even if he's just one of the like position coaches and then gets a team in the playoffs, like they did last year, that would be great. Like he, I, I worked, think he has his whatever own team it is only in the playoffs. That'd be cool. Whatever it is, I think it's a problem worth solving. I think we should yep, get, we 100%. should just figure it out. Whatever we got to do, because I think that um, he's an amazing personality. The when I first really got into sports, it was by watching Mike and Mike in the morning every single yep. day on ESPN. I think Mike Golick's yep. amazing. So whatever they got to do to bring him in the FCF, I think you do it. That's just my opinion. Oh yeah. Josh, so Rob, D's. I don't know who we need to talk to. I, I know the ruthless is here in Washington. Uh, Rosie, you're listening. You listen to us during dinner. We've been told. Uh, tell <laughs> tell Josh, your dad, who you call Josh, to uh, go get Mike Golick on the phone. And uh, yeah, just another great idea from Don't Cause a Ruckus. You're welcome, guys. All right, we got one more topic before we get into the super fun stuff. Uh, we got a trailer for a this new is fun. Well, the super fun stuff, okay? I think we close out the most fun topic every week is, I think, what we close the show with. But we got a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Taylors, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer. That's a lot of T's. Uh I I wanted Teenage Mutant Ninja Taylors. Just a bunch of, Teenage Mutant Ninja Taylor. dudes with, like, measuring tapes just going around. Yeah, Taylor Lautner. All the Taylors, Taylor Lautner, Taylor Taylors. Yep. You know? Yep. There it is. But it's being Bad made. Jokes. This is being made by Seth Rogen. Um, AJ, you watched the trailer. What did you think of it? Uh, I didn't watch the full trailer. I only watched like the sneak peek. Uh, but it was, uh, I saw all the uh, cast announcements and it's like Seth Green. It's, or not Seth Green, Seth Rogen. Um, oh, there's so many and I can't remember any of them. None of the turtles. Oh, Jackie Chan was Splinter. Uh, yeah. Who John Cena was uh Bebop? No, Bebop Rocksteady. That's what that's what it was. And Bebop was uh Seth Rogen? I don't know. We, we got it. Anyway, yeah, Bebop, Bebop for... is uh Seth Rogen. Yeah, and then uh the scary dude from uh Breaking Bad is the scientist, which I think is yeah, Baxter Stockman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Giancarlo so, Esposito is playing back. I mean, yeah, this, I mean, you have like Hannibal Burris, Maya Rudolph, Rose Byrne, Hannibal Paul Burris, Rudd is, is in yeah. this. Um, but like the best part is they're, they're bringing in really like it's kids. They have characters. kids playing the turtles, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Great. Turtles. That's so cool. There's, I think that this movie is going to be amazing. Dude, I'm really excited about it purely because Jackie Chan is splinter. That's pretty like, sweet. That, 
that's such a good cast. The cast in general will be great, but like the fact that they're it looks like they're they're keeping to the original comic and the fact that they brought they made April you know African American. She was mm-hmm. in the original comic series. I love that. The people that are in uproar uproar about that, get over yourself. Idiots. Go look at the original comic. She has always been depicted up until the '90s cartoon. The way she's being depicted now, and I think it's great. I'm excited for it. And I yeah, the tone of this trailer, the comedy in it, the way that it feels like these are just fourteen eight. Like at the beginning when they're holding up the the watermelon and throwing the daggers at it and stuff like that feels like a bunch of teenage like i I don't know i came from like a small town in the middle of nowhere we didn't have a lot of stuff to do when we were teenagers so yeah we were like throwing knives at stuff it's (laughs) i think it's super cool i think the comedy is amazing it's this thing where it's so rare to see somebody take a franchise like this the way seth rogan has and and i he's i think he's the main writer on it. i think he has a partner uh, oh, he's the producer on it. But um, where this feels both very, very f- a fresh take on the turtles, but still extremely authentic to what you think about the turtles. Like they're new voices. Yeah. It's a new tone, but it's still consistent with what we what's come before. Um, I love the I love the turtles. One of my favorite comics of all time is IDW's uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle TMNT. So good. Check it out. Last Ronin that came out a couple of years ago. One of the best oh, comic dude. books I've read in a long best. time. So good. I, I, Just the I, first I issue of that comic is incredible. Amazing. The fact yeah. that they don't allow you to know who who is the last Ronin for so long is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, so good. Um, no, absolutely. But I, I'm, in, I'm in love with this agree movie. with you. I, I this think is this is fa- I'm in the theaters first day. Oh, yeah. But I think Seth Rogen did a great job on bringing that nostalgia that, you know, that level of there's hints to the original 90s cartoon and the way they're shaped. But also it brings in the the new flavor of what the kids have seen already with, you know, Donatello wearing glasses, being a little nerdy and 100 percent. They're just kids acting like kids. It's great. And to me, the thing that stands out the most is, yeah, Hellbreaker, you're 100 percent right. Post Malone as Ray Filet. Paul too. those characters that they're playing are so obscure, man. So obscure. I, I'm pretty sure only some of them are like the only time they've ever been referenced was in like the actual like action figure design. So they're like co-action figures that you can get with something else, like especially Ray Filet. So I'm just, yes, I love when obscure. My favorite thing about comics and comic movies today are how many obscure characters that no one else has ever heard of can you bring in and do it so organically? And I'm just, I'm so stoked about it, man. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for this. Um, but yeah, that's going to that's gonna wrap it up uh, for our main topics today. We do have our last topic, which every single week we do, off the top three. This is a game we like to play every week. AJ and I are going to make top three lists off the top of our head. I've got a topic for AJ. AJ has a topic for me. Neither of us know what those topic is. AJ, this week for you, I want to know, what are your top three favorite indie comics? No Marvel, no DC, independent comics. What are your top three? Okay. Um, Okay. Uh, 
Umbrella Academy probably. Fantastic. Not, this is in no order. I'm gonna say Umbrella Academy is one. Uh, there's this weird run of comics that I really got into when I was younger called Greek Street, and it's a lot of uh, like Greek mythologies and Greek tragedies, but adapted to modern day like times with uh, mm -hmm. like graphic novel settings. I loved it. Uh, the narrators were the like the fates, and it was just. Really well written, well like woven uh, storytelling. Now the last one is hard because there's so many. There's like the critical role uh, image run. There's a lot of just like image Dungeons and Dragons stuff that I like. But you know what? I'm just going to go with an old one because like it's been something that I've been loving reading recently. And it's the, uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers by Image or... Boom, like it's boom studios, boom. yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was like, boom studios, yeah. And man, those are it's so good. good. Like, like the the first, I mean, if you just do everything up through the Lord Draken run of just like that yeah. initial, it's it's the best Power Rangers has ever been 100% because they can do things, they can act like make the characters do certain things that you will never be able to see in a kid's show. and yeah the lord lord draken in general the whole power grid like interweaving all these numerous like years of power rangers into something cohesive it's honestly if you grew up loving the power rangers and want to like go watch it and realize it doesn't hold the test of time go read these comics because this is yeah. what you're you're wanting it's what you remember power rangers being when you read those comics Exactly. Even though when you go back to it, it's way yeah. not good. I, I have watched all of Power Rangers as an adult. Went back, watched everything from the the OG all the way up through it. I've seen it all. I'm a power I'm a huge Power Rangers fan, and yeah, most of it, not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That takes that's commitment. Was that a was that a pandemic? Choice. No, no. I, I started that back. I, I started in like like 2012 where it was just I was bored. You know, I, I fin done with school, not doing much, just sitting around, just like I kind of watch all yeah. Power Rangers. <laughs> I feel like that's like a that's gonna be a TikTok trend or something. Like, there's I've been watching this TikTok with this uh, this kid. No, he's not a kid. He's like 30, 30 something years old, twenty eight years old, and he's like, all my friends have talked about Naruto my whole life, and I've never watched it. And I'm gonna start watching today. And he's like, every day, it's like you know, like twenty seven years, twenty seven year old watching Naruto for the first time. I'm at episode 677 this dude is wild like he's going around <laughs> killing people i think i feel like that's what an adult needs to do now but with power rangers it's like all right tommy's a bad oh, yeah. guy i don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> this kid justin is a child that turns into an adult <laughs> what how does oh, that man. happen and why does no one make any reference why does nobody care ever <laughs> Well, it's because, you know, the adults were filmed in Japan and we, we yep. intercut American actors with Japanese shows. What? <laughs> Movie magic. Um, okay. This is a good one. Since we've been talking about Power Rangers a lot, um, right. what three like children's 90s TV show, because I'm assuming you grew up in the 90s like I did. Yep. Uh, TV show, would you bring back as a reboot and like movie as, form? 
as a reboot. So like you could think of like like Beetleborgs or VR Troopers or like Yu-Gi-Oh okay. or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um. Oh man, this is tough. I, I'm gonna say one just because I know it's going around in like the TikTok and stuff right now. But I would totally watch a Nes Declassified School Survival Guide revival. Yeah. Because they have that People, podcast out. They have that podcast. They've talked about potentially doing one that Nickelodeon passed on. I'm just gonna let you know right now. I would watch it. Okay. If if you if you I need if you're wondering who the audience for that is, it's it's me. Um, it's yeah. I know that it's been brought back a couple times, but Invader Zim. I'm always down for more Invader Zim. I don't care what form I get it. I love that show. It's so good. Um, and then, hmm. Would be really, really good. I think. Right, well, while you're thinking, shout out to Jim saying he wants a reboot of the cartoon reboot. Reboot. <laughs> I, I feel like he's being serious, but it's also funny to say at the same. Time. That that show was actually pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie, that show was pretty dope. I feel like they did no 100%. They did bring that back. I was like, they they brought that back already. It's on Netflix. Uh, what's they brought t- what's it back. tough about this is that it's finding stuff that hasn't already been brought back, right? Because I I yeah. I love GI Joe. I love Snake Eyes. There was a Snake Eyes movie that came out two years ago, so I can't say Snake yeah. Eyes. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Yes. Yes. I'm a hundred. They brought back Animaniacs. Bring back Freakazoid. Freakazoid was so good. It was way ahead of its time. It was super funny. Super amazing show. Bring back Freakazoid. Yeah. Oh, man. I I reference Freakazoid so much. And my fiance, like, she gets it sometimes. But, like, I've, like, laughed so hard when I'm like, I'm not going in there. There's poo gas. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like. It's poo gas. No, I'm, I don't need to be a superhero right now. It's poo gas. And she's like, get over yourself. Like, you don't oh, play. man. Everybody, in, you, you, this is a great time because everybody in chat's going through Angry Beavers from Hellbreaker, uh, High Flyer, Wonder Pets. Yeah. <laughs> Heathcliff. Oh, my God. Digimon. Oh, no, Digimon. Like but yeah, that. they're still, they do they're Digimon like every that. now and then, you know? They but, just, like, yeah. They don't English dub it anymore. It's all Japanese. You got to go find the subtitles. And I just hit the mic. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Calling myself out. Yeah. uh, Well, geez. DuckTales. Afro. Thank you, DuckTales. They brought it back recently, but it didn't have the OG theme song. The OG theme song. That's what I love. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. The, the, The most recent DuckTales that just got canceled needs to also come back. Because, like, yeah. it was great. Danny Pudi as one of the, as Huey. Uh, all all the voice actors on that were great, in my opinion. Uh, especially Scrooge McDuck. He was, uh, what's his face? The former doctor. Uh, doctor Who. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. He was also in uh, Harry was Potter. David Tennant? David Tennant, yeah. He was Scrooge McDuck. Like, oh, on. really? He's one of the best Scrooge McDucks ever. Cowboy afro Bebop. bringing up every everybody's favorite sequel to the jungle book tailspin oh yeah no that one i was hoping for that they made like a reference that and darkwing duck yes they both made references to that in the latest ducktales and everybody was so hyped they were excited if you're if you're super into darkwing duck 
there was a, a Darkwing Duck comic book that came out. Comic series. Almost yeah. like, like almost 10 years ago now. That comic was amazing. There's a new one out now. I saw it last week when I went into the comic book yeah? store. There's a new Darkwing Duck series. And, oh, I, I feel like I bought it. I want to go run and grab it from, like, my comic book stash. <laughs> but next week, next week. Next week. But, I yeah, there's a Darkwing new Duck. Darkwing Duck comic out if you guys want to go grab it. Go I'll grab because it. I, the, old, the old one was amazing. And, yeah, so I bet I bet I'm, I'm at – I'm gonna have to break out the iPad. I go re-download Comicsology. Get a Kindle. Yeah, Comicsology. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. Mean, well, I think that's gonna wrap not? it up for this week's "Don't Cause a Ruckus." Thanks for everybody in the chat throwing out these amazing TV shows. Give me a huge nostalgia trip. You can also be in the chat if you're listening to this right now. We go live on twitch.tv slash sports every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So hop in the chat and you can talk with us about your favorite 90s TV shows or whatever. Um, we also go live on podcast services and YouTube. So just go check those out. Give them a like. Give it a subscribe. Just check the Fan Controlled uh, Sports Podcast Network or go to youtube.com slash at sports. But until next time, keep the ruckus to a minimum. The Superstars. This has been a presentation of the Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. If you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.